The owners of the land where the Chicago Greyhound station sits, they're itching to turn the plot into residential buildings. There's no timeline yet, but the station's days, they're likely numbered. So what would this mean for riders? And how would this impact Chicago's ability to act as a regional transportation hub? Lee Bay is architectural columnist and member of the Chicago Sun-Times editorial board. And he joins us now to help make sense of this. Welcome back, Lee. Thank you. Good to be back. First, can you just talk about the significance of the Greyhound station here in Chicago? Who does it primarily serve? You know, it um, primarily serves, you know, the people who can't afford, often can't afford to travel by more expensive means, um, you know, planes and trains. It also provides direct connections to cities that are not uh, served by airports or trains. So about 500,000 people a year uh, use that station uh, to either, you know, leave or come, leave here or come here or to connect someplace from here. And where exactly is the station in Chicago? Uh, it is uh, kind of like in the southwest part of the downtown. It's uh, 630, 620, 630 West Harrison. Now, I understand there used to be two bus stations in the city. What happened? Well, you know, the two the two stations, there was a trailway station at 20 East Randolph, right across the street from what was then Marshall Fields. And then there was the big Greyhound station uh, just, uh, just about a block or so to the, to the east, I'm sorry, to the west. Uh, both were demolished in the late, 80s when they when you know there were plans to redevelop the north loop uh so they went down and um uh, i think a parking lot might be a fancy parking lot might be where the trailway station is and um a tower Mm. um is on the site of the uh the old greyhound there's going to be two towers but they only they can only build one so they built one tower i see we are seeing this pattern lee of, of bus stations that are moving out of the downtown areas or they're transitioning to only doing curbside pickup and drop-off. Uh, we saw this happen in Cincinnati, in Charlottesville, Jackson, Mississippi, just to name a few. What would happen if the Greyhound moved out of downtown Chicago? Well, well, well two things. Uh, one is, if it moves to a new station, uh, then, you know, you have to figure out the connections in uh, the city from there, depending on how far the station is. Uh, if the alternative is just curb service, uh, that becomes really tricky. And this is, um, I was talking to Joe Schwederman from DePaul, who studied these things, because, you know, how do you accommodate 500,000 people a year, uh, you know, through these various bus lines? I mean, mm-hmm. Greyhound is the is the line, but there's a, you know, there's a myriad of other bus lines that use that station, and they will all be depositing people in the, in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. And you know what our winters are like here in the rain. Uh, and it would be, you know, untenable, to say the least. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when I think of curbside pickup, I think of the East Coast, right? You know, lots of different mm-hmm. buses operate out of the Chinatowns in, in D.C., in New York, in Boston. In the Chicago region, uh, we've got Megabus, Flixbus, uh, Van Gelder bus. Uh, they keep prices low by doing this curbside pickup, but they also don't offer the same number of intercity bus lines, Right. Right, exactly, and um, you know, so you you know, so you can imagine what it must what it must be like to take I don't know six hour trip, eight hour trip, mm-hmm. you get deposited on the curb. You know, you might need uh, you know to refresh yourself in some way, uh, to, to grab a bite to eat, to do some things, and uh, bus stations could provide that, but um, without them, you know, we, we'd be sorely lacking. All that said, though, do you think we could get to a place where curbside pickup could work here? Well, you know, it probably will have to be parking lot pickup, you know, I, I guess in, in, in some way. Yeah. Um, 
uh, you know, could it work? I mean, you could do it. But the question is, does a city like Chicago, which, you know, is, says it's a world class city, which means it's also a nation class city. Is that the way we want to treat uh, visitors to the city? I mean, is that was that really what we want? Yeah. What do you um, say? The city's Department of Transportation is working with Greyhound. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go continue. Oh, I was saying the city's Department of Transportation, luckily, uh, is working with Greyhound to try to figure out this thing in some way. Uh, and, and it's needed. An actual built solution uh, of some kind, is, I think, is really needed. I'm curious what you would say to a person who says, well, you know what? We do need more residential housing. Why is it such a big deal if, if the bus station is moved? Well, you know, we, we you know, we we certainly do. And and I and you know, no one's calling, at least my column didn't call for the preservation of that station. Uh, you know, we've seen with the with the demise of the uh the two stations we talked about in the eighties and then their predecessor, you know, one of the that, that Trader Joe's at uh I think was it Wabash in Roosevelt in that old building, that used to be a bus station. So we've got this history of moving these things around. Um so no one's asking to preserve that station, but I think that the city uh, and, and the bus companies should at least build an, a replacement someplace. Mm-hmm. I mean, because as we mentioned before, the, the city is home to two airports. So I wonder if it has a kind of maybe moral obligation to, to have a bus station downtown for residents. Well, I think so. I mean, it's a transit hub. It's always been a transit hub for all kinds of travel. Uh, and I think that, uh, you know, the the, the city... Um, and, and not just the city government. I mean, the city entities, the bus station, the others, you know, really have to kind of figure this thing out. They've got a couple of years to yeah. do it, uh, to figure it out in, and they, and they really should figure it out. And we'd be the largest metropolitan area without one, right? Without a, a terminal. We, uh, we we would. And, um, you know, that's a distinction. You know, no one, no one really wants that, right? And, uh, right. So that's that's important. Not a list we want to make, right? Right. Um, I do want to talk, though, about ways of saving and, and maintaining this bus station. Uh, there's the option of having a, a public agency acquire it and uh, making it available to all of the bus lines that crisscross the country. Walk us through that option. What would it look like and, and which agency has the, the capacity to do this? Well, that's the question. What agency could do it? I mean, uh, you know, I, I think that, um, and at least the, I think the argument that the column makes uh, isn't necessarily for the, I don't think Joe Schwederman at DePaul makes this argument either. I don't think he does uh, for the, for an, an agency to acquire that station. Um, I, I think the, I think, you know, that one's probably gone uh, or, or leaving. And I think the, uh, the, uh, the idea is to build a new one someplace. Now, um, you know, as, as I mentioned in the column, it couldn't be the CTA for reasons that we all know. You know, Metro perhaps, uh, but Metro doesn't do bus stations. Um, you might have to create a new authority, mm-hmm. I suggested, or expand a current one. And, you know, I'm always on your show talking about ideas for Lakeside Center at McCormick Place, right? You know, right. which is kind of going. And I couldn't help but to think, at least in the interim, uh, if there could be the Metropolitan Pier exposition and bus authority mm. uh, that could at least um, run buses in and out of uh, uh, Lakeside Center, which does have transit connections. You know, you can catch the metro train from there into downtown, uh, uh, that kind of thing. So those kind of things could, could, could be a possibility, perhaps. What has the Chicago Department of Transportation said so far? Well, that they're working with uh, Greyhound to find a solution for a um, for inner city station. I mean, so at least at this point, and again, we get a new mayor, 
uh, soon. But at least this administration is not talking about curbside service, but really a kind of replacement facility for the one that's there. Any sense of a timeline here of when this might happen? Well, you know, I'm thinking three to five years, uh, okay. so somewhere in there, which, you know, can go by in a, in a snap. Um, but I think that, um, you know, certainly while the lease is still good, the Greyhound's lease is still good uh, for the next two or three years, you know, now's the time to really start thinking about whether it's a new station, repurposing an old building mm-hmm. uh, or whatever the solution may be. Yeah, there's a lot of moving parts here and, and lots of things to, to keep an eye on over the next three to five years, Lee. But what would you say is, is most uh, catching your eye? Well, you know that, um, you know, it's interesting. When I, when I talked about this on social media, people were saying, well, you know, good for the bus station. It's just a crummy thing and there's crime and, you know, we should all be catching trains. And I think that's kind of elitist, you know, uh, uh, and wrong, uh, most importantly. I mean, 500,000 people. I mean, those aren't O'Hare numbers, obviously, right. or midway numbers. Mm-hmm. But a half million people coming through your city is not nothing. And um, and I think that we should figure out, a, if any city should figure out a way, the transportation capital of America, if any city should be able to figure out a way to solve this, it's Chicago. Definitely. That's Lee architecture critic and editorial board member for the Chicago Sun-Times. Thank you so much. Thank you.